listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk 770 AM 92.5 FM. Phil Williams here, like the man said, hosting Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, just plain right every day of the week. Monday through Friday, we're here 2 to 5 p.m. Laying it on thick, but laying it on in a way that even the baby goats can get to it. But, uh, folks, I'm just going to tell you right now, the, the Afghanistan situation is continuing to unravel before our very eyes. But there are some good news stories in the midst. And uh, if you heard me right before the top of the hour, um, y- you know, if you're a listener, you know that I've been working uh, as, as best I can, which really, just, I mean, it's, it's so painful to be someone who is used to getting your hands dirty to have to sit and do my work at a desk. But but I've been working to get letters and emails and calls uh, on behalf of Hamid's family. He was my interpreter in Afghanistan. And um, and Hamid's been on the show twice. He was on with us yesterday and gave that, in, in that, that impassioned perspective of someone who is not just knowledgeable but has lived it and what's going on with his family and what the boots on the ground are saying right now in the midst of the Taliban takeover of Afghanistan in the midst of this whole Joe Biden debacle that we're watching um, but that being said, Hamid just let me know that after working on this for the last 10 days or whatever we're in, uh, that he, um, he just got word that his, his family has been approved, uh, which is almost emotional to say it out loud, but his, his family has been approved and that is a huge deal. So right now what they're working on is how do we work the pickup? So he just gave me the contact. He said, could you please forward the information one more time, uh, to this contact I did, uh, and I made sure they understood that I was someone who knew you know, Hamid and his family personally. But uh, that's where we are right now on that personal story. Uh, but the situation continues to develop. And I've got a guest on uh, coming on with us right now. Uh, Casey Wardinsky, you know, is a, um, a candidate right now for U.S. Congress for the seat being vacated uh, right here in the northern part of the state of Alabama by Mo Brooks as he runs for the U.S. Senate. Uh, Casey Wardinsky is a graduate of the uh, U.S. Military Academy at West Point. Had a long and, uh, and, and noted career in the military. Uh, his last gig uh, that was military-related uh, was, uh, uh, you know, as a civilian, but working as the uh, Undersecretary of the Army, if I said that right, for the um, uh, Reserve and Manpower Affairs under the Trump administration. Uh, Casey, glad to have you on the air with us on Right Side Radio again. Thanks for calling in. Thank you, Phil. Thanks uh, very much. Absolutely. Well, listen, I'm going to go right to the point. You've been watching like everybody else has, and... And, and I'm sure you're kind of chomping at the bit because, uh, you know, knowing your bio, there's things that you wish you could go out there and put your hands on right now and, and or already be in, in D.C., and, you know, should the election go your way, you had already been up there working. But you had a conversation, I understand, with President Trump himself the other day. And I'd love to get your perspective on Afghanistan for a minute, but also tell us how your conversation with, uh, with Trump went. Sure. Well, you know, um, <clears throat> President Trump had a terrific rally down there in, uh, in Coleman, and uh, had an opportunity to catch up with him uh, before he went up uh, and spoke to the crowd. Uh, he was very fired up about Afghanistan, uh, very disappointed in the performance of these woke generals. And uh, he took note of, of the disastrous way the Biden team uh, let the military leave uh, before thinking about the civilians. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, that we left $83 billion worth of equipment behind there in Afghanistan. Uh, he was just totally frustrated and never would have happened if he was president and the Trump team was still in Washington. Uh, so, uh, overall I'd, I'd say he's, uh, chomping at the bit to get better people in Washington, DC. 
Well, I think that's uh, true. With regard yeah. to the Afghanistan situation. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. No, uh, with regard to the Afghanistan situation, uh, you know, you you know very well, uh, given the things you've done in the army, uh, that there could not have been any planning here, and uh, the fact that they would pull the military folks out and, and leave all these civilians is just awful. And I'm hearing now from friends in uh, a couple of the government's uh, departments that I've known. Uh, for example, state they're pulling people off of other work, uh, getting them on the phone to read scripts and call people that are trapped in Afghanistan, American civilians, and tell them, hey, get to the airport now. It's time to go. And the response they're getting over the phone is just heartrending. It's, we can't get out of our apartment. We can't get out of our home. The Taliban's outside. They beat us when we open the door. Uh, we're worried they're going to kill us. Uh, and so the folks here in America making those calls, uh, you know, it's just got to be terrible. Uh, yeah. The only thing worse would be on the other end of the phone thinking you're going to get left. And it looks like Biden's plan was to leave a lot of people behind. Well, and that's what, you know, the, the amazing thing that I'm hearing uh, is is that August 31st is still the deadline, even though G7 allies and what we're also hearing is that many of President uh, Biden's advisors are saying August 31st is an unrealistic time frame to accomplish the goal of getting everybody out. Uh, and and, and I, I do believe that we're we're starting to figure out how many Americans may still be there. New York Times, I mean, take that with a grain of salt, but New York Times is reporting today 1,500 um, Americans. Uh, you know, it, apparently there was a Senate uh, phone teleconference update today that media were listening in on where the number 4,100 was said, but then the 4,100 was pulled back. I mean, it, it's like, I, I understand that if someone didn't check in with the U.S. Embassy over there, they might not have them registered. But at the very least, you think they'd have the number that are registered and they could tell us the number. What you hearing anything about that? Yeah, I don't think they have a clue. You know, and it's it's really sounding more like uh, an attempt to blame the people that are trapped. Uh, you hear this business of, well, we're going to get out the ones that want to leave. Uh, so I suppose they're going to say the ones that were left behind didn't want to go. Uh, and then the business of not registering. Uh, you know, I don't. I travel a lot. I, I don't remember registering. Uh, certainly, you know, not to Afghanistan in a war zone, but still, uh, not easy to register. And it's turning into, you know, Jen Psaki saying this is uh, going to be the biggest airlift in history. And uh, she would not say it's anything but a success. <laughs> it's just yeah. a total lack of uh, reality on their part. Well, I heard and, somebody, uh, from uh, you one pundit said... Done, uh, we never leave uh, Americans behind. Yeah, and, and I agree with that. In fact, that was, you know... Uh, graduating from ranger school like I did back when I was young and full of vigor, uh, one of the things we had to memorize was the ranger creed, which says that we will leave no fallen comrade to fall into the hands of the enemy. And that's that's a that's not just the rangers though. That's that's a that's kind of a creed that most Americans and certainly most service members live by. And uh, and the idea that we're watching this, I, I was on another radio show earlier this morning, uh, Casey, and and they asked, you know, it's for my my humble opinion and. You know, I'm not the guy up there making the plans, but I, like you said a minute ago, I don't see a plan. I, what, I, what I see right now is that they did the entire thing just completely backwards. They pulled the troops out first and closed Bagram, and then they went, oh, wait, we forgot somebody. And now they're having to put more troops back in when the reality is if they had exfiltrated the, you know, the, the expats who were there and those who wanted to leave with us and then began to shut down systems and remove equipment and then, if they wanted to close Bagram, they still could, but for the most part, they could make a decision and then pull the troops out because you've safeguarded everyone on the way out the door. They did it completely backwards, and it just boggles my mind. Yeah, I think, Phil, you know, optics is the key for this bunch. 
uh, you know, they started that nonsense with, uh, you know, showing us burning cities and calling it peaceful protests. Uh, and now they're calling yeah. us some sort of a successful airlift. Uh, yeah. But I think they were real worried about dates. Uh, first, it was going to be, you know, the anniversary of 9-11 here coming up was the end date. And then they accelerated it a bit. Uh, but most of us don't plan on military operations uh, driven by dates. We, we base it on conditions and events. Correct. And uh, the optics seem to have been paramount here. Absolutely. I mean, there's no such thing as a military operation that does not have phase lines. you got to know where you are on the battlefield at all times. And it sounds to me like they just said, uh, we like that calendar date, and that was all they were going for. Well, listen, Casey, would you mind staying on uh, through the break? I want to talk to you about the Trump rally and maybe get a few more thoughts from you before we close out this half hour. Is that okay? Absolutely. All right, man. Well, thank you so much. Uh, we got Casey Wardinsky, candidate for U.S. Congress, uh, former um, superintendent of the Huntsville City School System, uh, and also uh, it's working the Trump administration as the Assistant Secretary of the Army for Reserve and Manpower Affairs. We'll be right back. Right Side Radio, News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, solid, conservative, just plain right. We'll be right back. News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. Phil Williams here hosting Right Side Radio. And by the way, if you find yourself driving outside the range of our extremely expansive territory across northern Alabama on the FM AM capability of WVNN, just go to our website, rightsideradio.org, click Listen Live, and no matter where you is, there you are. You're listening to the show. Hey, folks, we're back with Casey Wardensky, who is a candidate for Congress right now, running for the seat being vacated by uh, our own Mo Brooks. Uh, and, and Casey, you were at the uh, Trump rally the other day, and, and I do want to ask real quick, before I touch on your thoughts or impressions about the rally itself, so you said you did talk to President Trump and he expressed his frustrations about the, um, the Afghanistan crisis uh, right now. Did he have, is there any one particular phrase he said that stands out in your mind regarding Afghanistan? Do you remember like a, a statement he made or an actual phrase he used? Oh, yeah. It would never would have happened if, if he was president and that this is what our woke generals are getting us. Uh, oh, wow. That's a disgrace. <clears throat> Those were you know, his key reflections. And, of course, you know, the fact that they left $83 billion worth of uh, new equipment behind, uh, wow. that that yeah. should have never happened either. We, we should have taken it out or gotten it out. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, and, and so, well... Listen, you were there at the rally. Let me let me ask you this. I did have somebody else on the other day who kind of gave us their impressions uh, as a spectator. You're also a candidate. Uh, so, you know, working the crowd, uh, seeing people, um, experiencing the event itself, over 30,000 people. I mean, what were your impressions? Give me that. Republicans are fired up. Uh, there was a yeah. huge crowd there. They were there early. Uh, I got there about oh, noon, and it was already a, a big gathering. Uh, by the time the president arrived, you know, they'd had a day of torrential rain. Uh, they'd most of them been there five hours, and uh, they were really anxious to hear from President Trump. And uh, they're real fired up about the coming election. They're looking to take the House, uh, and they're looking for a, a conservative president in 2024. Uh, they believe the election was stolen, uh, that there was just too many irregularities. Uh, 
I think the when I heard the boos and stuff, um, you know, they're not for moving on, uh, and I'm not either. Uh, the FBI, the people in Washington that did all these phony uh, Russiagate things, uh, they need to be uh, investigated and dealt with. Uh, they tried to overturn an election. They need to be dealt with. The people that uh, fooled around with elections, uh, it needs to be investigated and dealt with. And I think that's the way the president felt as well, that uh, yeah. you can't get off and do this stuff for free, and then it's bygones or bygones. Uh, but well, the crowd was super fired up, and uh, it was a terrific event. And, and, and what you, you know, your impression of the crowd, too, I mean, I know they're fired up. And I, and I think, you know, if I had to give it a, a coin a phrase on it, I'd say, I'd say my sense is that uh, Republicans, conservatives especially, are, are looking for some political payback. They, they want to take back what they believe has been taken away. But, um, you know, the, the mood of the crowd, uh, obviously they, they want that, but was it, was it also a respectful crowd, a well-ordered crowd, or was it, you know, unruly in any way? Oh, no. <laughs> these, these are great people. I mean, the, the fun of campaigning is, uh, you know, Republicans, conservatives are real nice people. They love their country. Uh, they believe in fair play. They believe in hard work. Uh, I met people that came from Florida and all over Alabama and, and from far west, and they came there because they love their country. Uh, they're looking for strong leadership, not this feckless stuff we have in Washington today. Uh, they're looking for uh, you know strong Congress and, and Senate, and they want to protect our country, and they're utterly disgusted by what's going on in Afghanistan. Those are the themes I heard from uh, yeah. older women, younger women. Uh, uh, there was a... POW from Korean War I met there. Uh, he, he could not believe what's going on in our country in Afghanistan. Uh, so it was a very nice crowd, very respectful kind of people. Well, that, that's, and that's what I would have expected. You know, uh, Charlene and I, we actually had tickets. We had seated tickets. But uh, uh, in terms of priorities, uh, it also, we, we recalled quickly once we got our, our, our plan to go that, oh, wait, that's the day we have all the family coming to town for our two-year-old grandson's birthday party. So you can tell where our priorities were uh, as grandparents. Oh, yeah, but, well, uh, the right place. Well, that's the right place to be, I agree. Hey, Casey, thanks so much for being on the show uh, and giving us your perspective. And uh, wish you the best. And we'll have you back on again in the future. Lots of time between now and November 2022. Casey Wardinsky, folks, uh, running for Congress, uh, former Assistant Secretary of the Army under the Trump administration, and uh, got his military perspective to to add to the fray on Afghanistan. Thank you again, Casey. All right, folks, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at 3.25 p.m. right now on Wednesday the 25th. I'm looking at breaking news. So right now we finally have um, the Biden administration putting a number on how many Americans they believe are in Afghanistan right now. So segueing directly off my conversation just now, uh, with Casey Wardensky, uh, I can look at, uh, numbers that are, um, their best, you know, best guess really. And, and I get it to one, to one degree. Okay. If you can't tell me there's like, you know, X number right down to the nth degree, I understand because there may be some people who did not register with the U S embassy when they went in country and you, you're not, they're not registered with your, so you don't have them on a log somewhere. But at some point he says today, just now, Secretary of State Anthony, Anthony Blinken said he believes there are less than 1,000 American citizens still in Afghanistan attempting to leave. He said that there were upwards of 6,000 Americans who wanted to leave on or about August 14th, and that 4,500 of them have been evacuated in the last 10 days. He added, he says, 500 of the remaining number have been instructed just in the last 24 hours how to leave, and that leaves roughly 1,000 more to go. 
But Blinken said the number is actually lower than that, he believes, truthfully, uh, for a variety of reasons, including situations where Americans, you know, that may want to stay. Some have left on their own with, you know, capacity they had that the, the, the embassy wasn't aware of and not notify the government. So he's saying, quote, from the list of approximately 1,000, we believe the number of Americans actively seeking assistance to leave Afghanistan is lower than that, likely significantly lower. So basically, he's, he's, he's winging it a little bit, and, and I got I to gotta give some props. You know, I understand winging it, especially when people are acting on their own or taking advantage of other opportunities and maybe not calling up and saying, hey, President Biden, I left. But it still galls me that it's taken us this long for them to give us a number. I heard someone speculate today, wouldn't it be interesting to find out later on that the number was much higher, but they didn't want to say the true number because then they'd be held accountable to that number when they left the country. That's a great point. So we're going to find out very soon uh, what, what, whether this is going to be truly August 31st. He, he says, Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, they're sticking with August 31st. Today's the 25th, folks. We're talking about just a, a mere, what, six days? Six days, not including today. So we're looking at... Uh, Five and a wake-up. That's what we used to call it in the Army. Five days and a wake-up. That's where you are right now from being, you know, done, uh, they say. But they believe, in the words of Secretary Blinken, that they are on track right now to reach that goal. All right. Well, I pray to God that they are. That does not take into account fully uh, the number of uh, Afghan citizens who worked with us uh, who, are, um, who are, you know, declared eligible for uh, the ability to leave. Uh, who worked with U.S. troops, who are now in harm's way, and so we're just gonna we're gonna go ahead and hope that this airlift will continue to be uh, significant. And they do say, by the way, that a huge number. Uh, they they said somewhere in the neighborhood of 84,000 people overall have been airlifted out, which means uh, they are exfiltrating uh, quite a quite a number. Um, all right, hope that's true. Uh, we're coming down to the end of this half hour. I think an email just came in that might relate to Hamid's situation. I'm going to check it during the break, and I'll tell you if I have anything new to advise you on. Uh, as the audience uh, cares deeply, I know, uh, about not just the broader situation, but uh, uh, one of our own, so to speak, uh, with my, my brother Hamid, uh, who served with my team in Afghanistan. We're working this issue with him, and we got plenty more where that came from. Folks, we got a full slate. I'm going I'm to get on some state stuff. I'm going to talk about Afghanistan. I'm going to break news as we go. It's 329 right now. We're going to take a short break for some news, and then I'm going to come back and keep filling you in on things that are solid, conservative, and just plain right. News Talk, 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back.